Hello, everybody. This is the Talk is Free podcast. I'm your host, Ty, and this is... Hey, everybody. This is Christian. This is our first time recording this. We didn't just fuck up and restart. No, of course not, because I know what I'm doing. And we I are not. professionals. We're <laughs> professionals. We're beasts. This is our first podcast, and we're excited. Yes, we are. Uh, I kind of, kind of came up with the idea randomly. I was actually just on Facebook, and I saw... Someone else who I went to college with had a podcast, and I just texted Chris. And I was like, yo, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> yeah, why not, right? It's perfect time to be doing podcasts, to be playing Xbox. COVID is the thing. And uh, Ty and I went to college together. So, shout out. We're not going to say where, though. We don't want you to stalk us. <laughs> yeah, we don't even want to, like, attack our college or any crazy shit to happen, especially... During these times that he's mentioned, it's COVID, and we're just trying to stay safe, y'all. So, like you said, why not just start a podcast during these times where, honestly, I feel like everyone should tap into their creative mindset at this point. Because what else can you do, you know, unless you're one of those people who likes to have COVID parties, then why? Just why? Dude, listen, I know it was Halloween yesterday, but I really did see, first of all, shout out to all the people with the costumes. I actually had somebody on my block. They were dressed up as Oompa Loompas, and they they put at their house. I kid you not. They had the the Charlie. They had the fucking chocolate. Willy Wonka's chocolate factory sign, and they were going up and down the block as the Oompa Loompa with the fucking chocolate. Sign. I love it. And they had golden tickets. They were giving people golden tickets for the candy. I was like, oh, it's COVID out here. I wouldn't be doing that, but I was very impressed. But I did see people having um, Halloween parties, and I was shook. Like really? no masks. Yeah, I don't think they had masks, but I don't know. It was no. friends, though, so I don't want to, like, judge them. They actually listen to the podcast. You're going to be like, how dare you, Christian? Yeah, how dare you? They ain't my friends, so I'm a judge. Uh, <laughs> I, don't... I mean, to be fair, I went out yesterday, too. I mean, I wasn't with my friends, but we all had masks on. And we were fucking around, but at least we had masks on. Sure. I mean, I also – well, no, how, yesterday was Saturday. I didn't do shit. Uh, but I don't – because of like because of COVID and yes, so a lot of people are against people, you know, trick or treating. I don't think we should have canceled trick or treating. I do think that, you know, if you're if you're go- if you want kids, you know, you want to give out candy, wear gloves. You know, have kids use right. sanitizer if you want them to take from the bowl. Then, or you know, if you want your kid to go out, like have them wear a mask or something. I don't think we should just cancel Halloween because I feel like one is the one time of the year where we're actually wearing masks in the first place. But too, I feel like it's a you know, let let kids have something as they're going through this year, not understanding a lot of things that are going on. Yeah, man, and you know it's funny because yesterday I went to get pizza, and I was just like telling the dude they know me obviously I always go get pizza there. Dude was like, because I said to him um, like I wouldn't send I wouldn't like send my kids trick or treating at this time, and he was like, dude, he was like, I mean, listen, we just gotta live with this. COVID thing, and he was like, you know, people drive still, even though it's dangerous, people die from driving, and he has a point, like, you just gotta stay safe, and you can't let COVID, I don't want to say control your life, because obviously people have passed away, I don't want to sound in, in, disingenuous, I think, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but, yeah, man, you know what, it's just a really difficult time for everybody, and you just gotta stay positive, that's what I've been trying to do. Um, like, I know, Ty, you know, you will have a job. Unfortunately, I don't. Haven't had one in a minute. <laughs> exactly. But it's just the times we're in, let's just be thankful that we're safe, we're healthy, and that hopefully we can get through this. 
Um, but yeah, it's crazy out here, and it's gonna get a lot more crazier in a couple of days when the election is underway. Yeah, and before we talk about the election, I do want to point out that we're not saying that COVID is not real. We're not saying that COVID oh, doesn't no. kill. We're just saying that we don't want COVID to dictate every little part of our life. And like, there are people who, you know, they can quarantine in their house for up to seven months, like shout out to them. We're just saying that there are certain things in life that we can't not, we can't let COVID just take control of. And like, you know, I have a job, I'm a teacher, like I couldn't, you know, we can't let COVID stop our kids from learning. We can't let COVID stop us from getting groceries. Just like certain things we just can't let COVID stop us because it's kind of how we function in society. Granted, if we took better precautions, we wouldn't have to worry about this as well. So I just want to point that out. Yeah, you know, well, if we had a president who <laughs> actually knew how to handle a uh, pandemic, I don't think we would have that many problems. I'm sorry if there's any Trump supporters who listen to us. Please come at us. I don't care. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, but, oh, by the way, uh, I watched the video today of Obama. He drained a three-pointer. I was like, whoo, that, that shit is what, boy? I, I love because I think his tagline was, shoot your shot. Yes, <laughs> yes. That shit was straight buckets, dude. Okay, Obama, you could be on my pickup team any day of the week. And I just wanted, dude, like, he was draining that shit. I was like, whoa. And I just wanted to like take that recording and just DM that to just random girls and be like, I'm shooting what Obama said to do it. What you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's transitioning to almost creepy, though. You got to be careful with that. <laughs> right. But to to your point, uh, yes, the election because we are recording this on a Sunday, for the day after Halloween, so the election is in two days. So we really do encourage. Regardless, I don't care personally. I don't care who you, what your political party is. I don't care who you think should be president. I just think we should all exercise our right to vote. In general, I feel like a lot of people don't vote. And I'm not, you know, of course, not saying the ones who aren't 18 or however you need, how old you need to be. Just saying for those who have the right and the ability to vote, I think it's important that you do vote. We've seen what these past four years were with Trump and especially with, you know, COVID occurring and his kind of mindset on it. And the fact that he caught COVID himself and then said, fuck this hospital, I'm going to go wave to Trump supporters. I'm just saying that maybe you should really exercise your right to vote as a society. Yeah, man, listen, I think four years ago, the shock on everybody in this country was just, besides the Trump supporters, obviously, mm-hmm. it was crazy, okay? I Let's be honest, I usually vote blue. Am I going to defend Democrats for everything they do? No. I First of all, I think that politics is just the worst thing in this country. Whatever side you're on, red or blue, I think they all have flaws, they're all corrupt, it, not not all of them, but there's a lot of BS that happens. Mm-hmm. But still, even with, like, Trump, like, I, I have friends who are, like, supporters of Trump, I guess. I don't know what the appeal is for him. Like, what is the appeal of a Donald Trump? I, I don't get it. I really don't. And I'm not going to say that if you vote for him, you're racist, because that's not true. That's just exaggeration. Not everybody is racist who votes for Trump. There's people who really like the things he says. I don't know why. I mean... I don't know about you, Ty, man, but I'm trying to think of this in a logical standpoint. Like, what has he done in the last four years that you'd be like, he's a decent president? What has he said or done even before that where you were like, oh, this guy, he's changing things. You know what I mean? 
Now, listen, if you hate politicians and you think they're corrupt, he was like in a perfect world, he'd be kind of like the ideal different candidate. We're like, oh, this guy, you know, his parents were immigrants, worked hard, earned money. They came in a system in a different way. But he's literally gone to the complete opposite spectrum of that, where you can be humble about your money, how you made it, how you earned it. You're generous in donating and all that shit. You care about people. He's the opposite way. He brags about his money. He brags about this bull crap that he does with women, which big whoop, dude. That's not something to be proud of. And there's just so many things. I just don't understand. I really don't. And again, I've had friends. I had, Like I said, I have friends who are Trump supporters. I'm not, you know, I don't want to shit on them. You know, I think I think you shouldn't let politics ruin a friendship. That's just ridiculous. You know, that's somebody's opinion. But I'm just like, what's the appeal? What's the appeal of Donald Trump? I don't understand. I really don't. And last thing I'll say, because I'm going, I'm rambling here and ranting as I usually do. <laughs> um, I'm really happy with the early turnout, though. Like, Ty, already 63 million people voted, which that's mm-hmm. already, that's more than last time already, I think. So the lines, I've seen it. I've seen it in, I've seen it in New York. I live in New York, people. I've seen it. It's really, I'm really impressed. Besides the fact that I'm probably going to have to wait in line on Tuesday for like four hours. But, hey, I don't care, man. I'm very happy. Hopefully, this is the, a record turnout, and we will see what happens. Uh, I have a question, actually. So, the, your friends that you say are Trump supporters, are they Trump supporters or are they just Republicans? No, they're like, no, they're Trump supporters. And here's the thing. They're not white. They're actually Latino. Oh. And, and they have like a business and they work with Trump. So now again, I can see I can see how they could it could be appealing to them because they grew up poor and so they're making some kind of money so they think like, you know, that's the that's a model of getting out of the struggle. That that's what that's what I thought maybe would be appealing to them, but just because you have money doesn't mean you are I don't want to say a good person. I mean, like, you could have a lot of money. You could be very powerful. That doesn't, but at what cost at the mm-hmm. end of the day? And maybe that's just, like, loser talk here. <laughs> because at the end of the day, people who have money, people who have power, run shit in this lifetime. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. All right? But there's people, like me personally, like, money is not the most important thing to me. Like I'd, I'd be, I'd be okay being comfortable, but I'm not gonna let money dictate the person I am. Like I'm always gonna just be me, you know. Yeah, and the the reason why I asked you that is because there are I don't I believe that a lot of people get Republicans, people who still, you know, are red versus Trump. I feel like they just kind of lump them in together, and I feel like it's important because as you say, you always vote blue. And no matter, so regardless of who the candidate is, you're most likely going to vote blue versus, you know, if we look back in time, like Abraham Lincoln was re- with a Republican, you know, and he free- and like he was like, yeah, we don't really we don't need slaves in the north. And yeah, that's kind of fucked up. So let's go free some slaves, things like that. So I don't I just don't want to make sure that like that's not making sure that everyone who's red is a Trump supporter and everyone right. who's a Trump supporter is Republican. because there are again, yeah, there are people like your, you know, your friends who 
for some reason, you know, believe that Trump is the greatest president we ever had or supports Trump to this day. And it's it's sad because with all the shit he said, all the things he's done with like detaining children, separating families, there are still people of color who are like, yeah, but he's a good president. He's a good person. It's crazy. Now, Ty, you know what? Like, this might be controversial too. I'm not like I've heard people say he's the worst president ever. I wouldn't go that far to say that. I'd say he's been slightly below bad to mediocre. Yeah. Um, I think George Bush was a lot worse of a president because I remember the 2008 economic crash he got. He sent us to Iraq. Mm-hmm. That was really horrible. <laughs> I think the media tends to over exaggerate everything Trump does, so it feels bigger and grander. I'm not defending him as a president, obviously. I think he's still terrible. Like, he sucks. He hasn't really done anything. He's been mediocre. But to say that he's a good president is over-exaggerating a little bit. But as you can see, as, you know, you see me, I'm a person who can say firmly that I, like, I vote blue, but I can also be unbiased. And I think that's the most important thing. In this world, it's really about, like, nowadays, especially the culture, it's just way too much attack one side, attack the other. There's no, like, balance of, like, trying to listen to somebody, which is crazy to me. It really is. It's crazy. For instance, like, cancel culture and just all that shit, man. It, I, what the hell is going on? I, and I've been, I, like, I've been watching, like, I've been watching Joe Rogan podcasts a lot because he always has interesting people on. And he had Daryl Davis on there, man. You know who Daryl Davis is? Nah, but he had Alex Jones apparently on there. Like yeah, he, he always has them. But that dude is crazy, though. I mean, his conspiracy theories are wild. <laughs> true, but apparently people wanted just wanted to cancel their Spotify subscription because they of that. Always, they always do that, though. <laughs> Joe Rogan, the thing about Joe Rogan, though, he's very unbiased. Like, he has everybody on there because he wants everybody to have their voice. Because, honestly, it's kind of dangerous to be canceling one side. Because if you are – if you're purposely – censoring somebody that's going to make people go towards them more because you're like why are you censoring them how dare you like you it's freedom of speech freedom of speech it's a very dangerous like tightrope you're walking when you're doing shit like that but to get back to like daryl davis daryl davis he's a jazz musician player but also in the 80s he wrote a book about the ku klux klan so what he did was basically actually meet he actually met kkk he's a black man who met kkk members Got to know them, and and has and has made two hundred of them. Not made them, but over the course of time, two hundred of them have quit because of Daryl Davis. So he's basically like he's like a an amazing person, and his key thing was like you just gotta listen to people, man. And mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, you really gotta just listen at times, man. Just listen to people, hear them out. Don't be so harsh and rash at somebody's opinions you know what i mean it's just an opinion so yeah there's my little four-year-old spiel there (laughs) (laughs) no and again you're not wrong i think with the whole 2016 election it was you know trump versus hillary and it was people were just like i don't like either of them but for some reason they were like but fuck it let's vote trump and i guess it's because he had because he had less history in office so he had technically yeah. at the time he had less controversy when it came to like that political grandeur. He didn't have, you know, backstory of him detaining families versus like, you know, Hillary with her leaked emails or the whole situation with Bill Clinton. So 
I think that's what like led people towards him. I mean, four thousand people voted for Harambe, so I don't know what those four thousand people were thinking. But it, dude, it was like it was like the worst possible mix. Mm-hmm. It, it just like, everything everything just went wrong. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for Hillary. I think first of all the leaked emails, the fact that people were very dissatisfied with Obama's presidency because like honestly Obama was mediocre as well. I think like he. Now, the Republicans cock-blocked him a bunch, I think. Yeah. Just completely like, messed up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, remember in 2008, Obama promised a lot of things. He delivered on some of them. Others, he didn't really. Mm-hmm. But he was like he was like the breath of fresh air that everybody wanted. It was like, oh, my God, this guy carries himself like a president, talks like a president. He's a black man. First time ever. It was just so many, like, great things about Obama becoming president. And, like, I just think the fact that he didn't deliver on all of his promises. People were discouraged about that. Hillary was a woman. I think that absolutely played a part in it. Her shady background in politics, let's be honest, she's done a lot of shady things, okay? It was just a recipe for a disaster. And the result was a really bad turnout. Mm-hmm. And Trump won. Even though Hillary won the popular vote, which to me, it brings a bigger question on why are we still doing this bullcrap electoral college thing when I think twice now, twice in the last 20 years, the popular vote winner did not become president. Yes. Al Gore was the popular vote winner and he didn't win. Mm-hmm. And Hillary Clinton is the same yep. way. What the hell? I didn't know I know so much about politics. <laughs> you do. Uh, that's the thing. I know a lot about politics. I, I choose not to talk about politics yeah. because because... And as you said, people will judge other people based upon their political view. And going back to the whole election and everything, and back to back to Obama, really, he promised a lot. He was cock-blocked a lot, by, of course, by Republicans. But also, and I, I, I don't remember this from Trump and Hillary's election, but I feel like Obama just promised more than those two candidates, you know? And yeah. in politics in general, they love to promise shit be, to make them seem like good candidates, to make them, you know, people want to vote for them. And at the end of the day, you have to, you really, as a voter and a person in society, you have to sit down and really think about, like, all right, he promised this, but can he actually execute this within four years, within eight years? That's, like, the key is within that time period. Because, you know, he, like, when he promised Obamacare, he complete, he did it. He did Obamacare. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that was big. But, like, if a president promises, I'm going to increase jobs by 13% to lower our homeless population or to lower unemployment, but then something like COVID happens where yeah. people are getting laid off because, you know, you just can't have the numbers. Or, you know, they, they only have a four-year term, but their plan was eight years long. Right. It's like you really have to think about, like, can this be sustainable? And that's the bigger key. Can it be sustainable after the politician leaves? Right. And there's a lot more to it besides those things. Like, I just think the whole 2016 election, just the sum of it was that we were kind of falsely led to believe that maybe this country was changing, especially with Obama becoming president. The fact that a black man became president and just showed you that there's still a lot of struggling times in this country. There's a lot of racism still. And... And, you know, personally, for the when, you know, Biden was running against, you know, Andrew Yang and Elizabeth Warren and all those people, the person who appealed to me most was Andrew Yang because he was talking very sensibly. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. some of the shit he was saying about, you know, we can't go back to those automobile industries. You know, those those jobs are in the in the Rust Belt states are non-existent anymore. It's all about the technology now. Mm -hmm. And he had a really great plan. And I was really for that. And, you know, just to me, I think Trump feeds off of the 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 1950s way of thinking. Mm hmm. And because, you know, people in the Midwest, people in the Deep South, they don't know anything else. You know, that's what they are. That's what they have. They don't have opportunities like other people do where they can learn, you know? So, I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, just think, thinking, I'm just thinking about the backlash from the Trump supporters when they watch us. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and I agree with you. I think... But I think for like for me, the ideal candidate would be, you know, for something like Andrew Yang, his idea of trying to promote more of, you know, looking forward to the future with the whole technology advancing, you know, those jobs. I mean, we look at it like Amazon, Microsoft, Dell, uh, Tesla, NASA, like all of those companies are very high tech, very like technology is their main purpose. You look at the entire state of, Seattle, of Washington, especially Seattle, a lot of the jobs there are high tech you know, high paid jobs. And if his idea was to bring, you know, bring that future forward and provide more technological job opportunities or technological knowledge to the masses, I feel like, yes, you know, Biden uh, destroyed Camila destroyed, destroyed them. I feel like, but at the same time, as like a president, you're like, but I like your idea. Let's talk about that. Like, you're not, you're not president, but I want to know what made you do, you know, decide that, especially when it comes to like, the debates, and I think the debates are the joke, are a joke. Not saying you know Trump versus uh, Biden. Not saying that whole thing, but the fact that the debates are more just which president can keep their cool. That's really like what these debates are designed for at this point is which president can keep their cool. And I feel like an actual debate would be like, you know, if I asked the question like, what is your belief on the fact that there is out like the media, what the media shows of outgoing racism going on right now in this country. What, where's your standpoint on this and how would you address it? That should be like, that is more of a question appropriate for the debate versus like, you know, pretty much Trump's outlash on Biden and then Biden just being fed up with it. Like that debate was just which can, which can keep their cool, which one is better behind the podium and a microphone. Right. I mean, then it's just, it feels like TMZ hour here, man. It really does. And hopefully on Tuesday, we will see what the results are. Um, but as I've been saying to my sisters, 2020 has already been a pretty shitty year. That Trump winning would probably be the uh, cherry on top of this shit year. <laughs> You're not wrong. I think, and like I said, like November 3rd is two days away. You're hopefully one day away from when you're actually hearing this. So just go out and vote, you know, like my job is they're giving us a half day for teachers who haven't voted yet to go out and vote. I disagree with it. I feel like they should give us the full day off because, you know, like like you said, the lines are going to be long. It's the official day of voting and not that many people go do early voting, but also because of COVID. But, you know, if you haven't voted already, definitely just go and vote. It's like just change. You know, our votes are like the first step into changing the world. Uh, to the to what we can change, you know, we can't change COVID. I mean, we could, but there's just people who won't do it. But as the masses and as a belief system, like, do what you can into what you believe, because that whole 
that whole spiel, that whole belief of one person won't make a difference is just wrong. Like, I never believe that. I believe that one person can make an entire difference in, like, society and, like, how we view things, how our world ends up becoming changed. It just it takes that one person to start. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. Uh, it takes it takes a bunch of people working together, collaborating to make change happen. So you just need a leader and you need followers. And hopefully we can get on the right track in this country. There's a lot to be done. Um, but I'm very hopeful. I'm very, very hopeful, but we will see. And on that note, let's transition. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No more politics. Uh, yeah, please, no more. It's it's like because uh, it's so it's so it's so opinionated. You know what I mean? Like, there's no right answer. It's, you can think you're right, but you might be wrong. Who the fuck knows? There's no right answer because of the fact that the the people who we you know implement into office, the people who we make president, senators, whatever. You know, they may be Democrat, they may be Republican, with you know, quotations around those words, but it's really just their belief systems, you know? You're being opinionated, you're opinionating someone else's belief systems that you put into office that you, for those however, however many years, you kind of have to just follow and hope for the best of, you know? Yeah, man. And again, like I said before, I wish people listened more to each other <clears throat> instead of kind of trying to change people's opinions because it's very hard to do like if you most most human beings when you have an opinion on something it is very hard to change it unless something shockingly altering happens so i feel like we should be a lot more willing to listen and try to compromise because that's what you have to do you know um but like i said there's a lot of problems in this country it's not just the racism, I mean, homelessness, the upper class seems to be gaining and the lower class seems to be just dwindling more and more. There's just poverty everywhere. People are homeless, don't have food to eat on their tables. People are dying. I mean, there's a lot of damn problems in this country. It's not just blue versus red, which is just the sad thing is that at the end of the day, this country has so many problems and people seem... Not to want to fix it in politics. It's just embarrassing at times. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I'm just very curious, out of curiosity. If a homeless person, hypothetically, if you were in your car, or no, even better, if you were at McDonald's or Wendy's or fa- whatever fast food chain in person, and a homeless person came in, pre-COVID, of course, and asked you for money, what would you do? Would you give them money or would you buy them something? Hmm. Well, I don't like people approaching me that I don't know. So I might just ignore them. Fair. I'm just being honest. Fair. But I've given I've given homeless people money at times. If they I mean if they came up to me in like a, a decent way. Like, it's about the approach. It's not quite the fact that they're homeless. That doesn't bother me. It's just like, don't be pulling up to me and, like, creeping me out and scaring me. Like, if you say, excuse me, you know, can you do this? If I had the money on me, sure, I'd buy them a meal. I'd be like, yeah, I got you. Because a lot of times, you know, homeless people are asking for money. They're just going to go buy alcohol. I'd rather get them a meal so they can eat at least, not be hungry for a couple of hours. 
No, so I ask because I have that same mindset where I don't. I prefer to give them something versus food or clothes or water rather than give them money because, like, when I lived in New York, a lot of homeless people you can tell were on crack, and they would yeah. ask for money or crack, and it was just like it was kind of that like spiraling notion of. I don't want to support, like, I want to help you, but I don't want to help you in a negative way. You know, if I, like, you ask her for money and I want to help you, but I don't want to give you money if you're going to use that money to go buy crack. When, like, you might also be hungry, you know? And your first instinct isn't going to buy, oh, I have money now, I can buy food. Your first instinct is like, all right, I have enough money, I can go grab a bag, get a bag. And, like, that's not what, you know, as as a person who has the ability to help, I don't want to provide them with that negative fashion that may have put them in that situation in the first place which is the real which is reality like some people are homeless because of you know alcohol abuse substance abuse and it's it's a sadder notion when you think of it because it's like damn like that person probably had like their life together and just fell down the rabbit hole yeah man and life is just very interesting if you really think about it (laughs) no (laughs) no you know what because it's if you really just like think about it, like why do some people why are some people like successful when they're struggling and why are some people just they don't they end up going down the wrong hole like what what's the difference between person A and person B why I, I always wonder then I think no really person A person B whoever I think it just depends on the individual's mindset and the like what they live through like a person who is successful enough to a point where legit nothing but themselves can tear them down so for example if mark zuckerberg uh decided to go on the path of substance abuse you know he like he's the only one at the, like currently who could like tear himself down and i feel like that's just a mindset you know you know at some point he was like i want to try heroin like that just that mindset of and notion of i want to try X, Y, and Z drug, and then never being able to come clean. Like I think, I think of um, Lindsay Lohan. But she's clean now. She's clean now. But who's going to who's going to hire Lindsay Lohan to to be an actress now? But you know she's made her money already, so she does. She's got like fuck off money. <laughs> like ah, uh, that's the thing though. She had the ability to fuck up and recover because. She made all those great movies like Mean Girls, which I watched a couple of months ago. Fucking fantastic. Mean Girls, amazing. Exactly. But you know, like somebody who's struggling in the hood, they don't have an opportunity like that. It's well, like, how do you, how do you help? For me, it's like, how do you help people who really need the help? So, like, for what, the, what can you do for that? So, the, and again, this is just all opinionated. The pre, for the people that are in the hood, are you are you referring to the fact that they grew up in the hood? They were born into the hood, so they were born into poverty, born into the lifestyle, and how, yeah. how do you get them get out? Exactly. But I feel like that's a different notion than you know, person A, like for me and you, like if one of us just fell in, like you know, we're we're not, of course, we're not well off, we're comfortable, but we're not super well off. That like if we fell into a dark trap, you know, and our family decides not to help us, then we're fucked. Right, but then it's up to the but the thing is like it would be up to the person to be, I think, morally, emotionally, and mentally strong enough to be like, 
I don't need this shit. Like, I can get clean. I can do better. It's, and, and, you know, it's like, some people just, some people just can't do it. Some people just can't handle it, which it's, sucks. Mm-hmm. Especially with the type of, you know, the type of drugs that they're using. It's, it's definitely a strong mental because coming off of a drug, you know, you have all of those withdrawal symptoms. You have the anxiousness, the that addiction and all these other symptoms that it's it gets even harder because your body is craving for that fix. Right. So it's like, right. how do you get past that? And you need support. You need, you know, it's it's rare that someone gets fixed or, you know, comes out of AA or substance abuse or whatever and does it just solely by themselves like there's always at least one person whether it's the government mandating you to do it or whether it's family that girlfriend the cat whatever that's just like you need it like need you there we need the cat (laughs) cat. i don't like there's always one there's always something yeah no dude i i got a question well a broad statement here because i like in high school i was never the i was never into the whole 420 life and like I, I have friends who are like from high school who are still into it. And I'm like, should I judge you guys for still doing it, or am I like self, or am I like an a hole for thinking like, why are you still like doing that? Because for me, I always felt like weed for them was like a crutch to have fun. Like mm-hmm. they, they didn't know how to enjoy themselves, so they needed that extra like, like, like it's like pouring gasoline on a fire to just like to enjoy themselves. And I'm yeah. like. Y'all are really still like doing stuff like that. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just because like my upbringing is different. Like, dude, I'm mm-hmm. totally a nerd. All right, like I like being home. I'm very introverted. I like playing on Xbox. All right, <laughs> that's just me. I think I don't see. I can't even say you want to judge them because of the fact that in like ten years, weed may be legal across all fifty states. You know, right? I think it's. And you know, like nobody knows like why people do weed. Some, especially because of medical weed is a thing now, where you know it helps people sleep, it helps people with anxiety, it helps people, you know, who are going through chemo. So the question isn't even whether or not like why are you still doing it. I think the bigger question is what made you start. You right. know, and then or I have another question: Why are you so damn annoying about it? Like I don't care that you smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my. That's how my beef is. It's like, all right, like, okay, good for you. That's like driving a car. Like, everybody can drive a car. Everybody can smoke weed, bro. Like, stop. Yeah, I. You, so you're you're pretty much more asking why why is smoking weed part of a part of, part of your personality trait? Like, if someone yeah. asks you to describe yourself, why is smoking yeah. weed the top like first things you say? I mean, it's the same thing as you know, and not to shit on vegans because you know it's a oh lifestyle. Oh my god! But they take it to an extreme, though. Some of them. But it's the same thing. And I'm not saying, like, vegans, you know, shout out to you for wanting to save animals and just trying to do that whole lifestyle. I could never. I mean, I love bacon. Like, <laughs> like it's one of the things, like, I can never do it. But I definitely understand. You see this piece of paper here? <laughs> this is, there's going to be a hit list of our names of all the people we pissed off. So vegans, <laughs> Trump supporters, 420 people. Who else is next on this list? <laughs> Yeah, by the by, the time our first podcast is done, just all we just pissed off everybody, all types of people. But yeah, not to shit on them, but it's like it's the same thing where it's like, you know, there are some people who come up to you and be like, "Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm vegan," and you're like, "Did uh-huh. I need to know the second part?" Yeah, what? I'm like, what? 
So that's I don't it. know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just <laughs> it's just I just it's so hilarious. Like I don't know about you. Like I don't know. Do you still follow your friends uh, like from high school or like college and all that stuff? Uh, college, yes. High school, not really. But I also high school was just different. Yeah, because like for me, I feel like I'm still the same person in a way. Like I changed, obviously, but talking about like hobbies or skills or desires are still kind of the same in like high school. Like I never was into the whole partying drug thing or like turning up or just any of that weird shit. Or or maybe, you know, this is just me lying completely. I don't remember. (laughs) But like, I feel like I'm still the same, like, like I've had people come up to me and be like, yeah, you know, I just like, like, friends from middle school or high school I'm like yeah man you know I'm still playing Xbox like you know they're like yeah wow you're still the same and I was like have I always been this way <laughs> I think I don't know, I think for them it's especially when you're you're talking about people from high school and middle school it's like when you get to college a lot a lot of people do change you know that's when like some people's first alcoholic drink out of supervision is someone some people's first time having sex some people's first time going to a you know a party that's not run by adults and I think through that, a lot of people do change. You know, a lot of people, that freedom of college, because everything else is so very structured in high school, at home, and the years prior, it's having that freedom honestly kind of fucks over. You know, some people don't go to classes. They don't do their shit. And, you know, they end, you know, they start off with like a 2.0 or 1.9, and they have to work their way three years later, if they choose to, to fix it. And if they don't, you know, they're still that process of trying to understand, like trying to just mingle the life of partying while not really understanding what life is by like what life is. I mean, I like, I don't know about you, Ty. I definitely struggled with it in college. Like, I don't know how we transitioned to this, but why not? Let's go with it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like for me, like my first three years of college, I always was like, "Why am I not going out and partying? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not doing all the crazy shit?" And then I did it once or twice, and I was like, "Oh, this shit kind of sucks." <laughs> like, I really hated, I really hated going to the the local bar. I won't say what it is. Our friends will know where it is. But <laughs> I personally, the first time I went there, the first time I went there, it was Which like one? every. I'm just curious. The, the the one with an M. Okay. <laughs> like the first time I went there, it like I was with a bunch of like friends. And I was like, oh, here we go. Like, you know, we're gonna get drunk, gonna do crazy shit. And it was a small space with a bunch of drunk kids dancing, all sweaty and hot. And I was like, ew, this is like garbage. And the thing is, I realized right then and there, well not right then and there, but I realized as I look back now, I'm like, I'm just never like, I foolishly tried to, I don't want to say change myself, because I think you should change, but you can't really force yourself to do something that you don't like. Like, of course, experiment, but be okay if you're not, like, excited about it. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of realized who I am throughout college, and regardless of what kind of a person you are, you should be okay with who you are. And just, like, as I said, expand yourself try to change as much as you can don't be don't be like the same person you were from like year one to year four but if you still are and it's not affecting you and like physically or mentally it's okay 
like I said, like I'm very introverted. I like being to myself at times. I like, you know, just being in my in like solidarity and that's okay. That's not a horrible thing to do. It's like it it's actually fine. It's just that in a way society kind of tells you like you should be doing A, B, and C, and if you're not, you're weird. But it's like, well, I see people do A, B, and C, and they're unhappy. So what is really the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I think going, like, change, change is about what, let me, there's good change and there's bad change. Bad change is trying to, what you what you were saying, where if you would have gone to that bar, you would have actually got drunk, which you rarely do, and you would have, you know, hypothetically done shit that you probably would have regretted, that's a bad change. But a good change would be considered someone like, you know, who who went partying, who used to always go party. End of freshman year, they have a 1.9, and they're like, all right, I need to change my ways. You know, there's, we're, what we're saying is don't change in a bad connotation. Don't end up doing things that you know will hurt you, your family, that hurt you in that mentally, and, and then just a negative aspect. We're saying is if you're going to change, Try to always make sure that change is a positive thing. Make it where you're striving and, you know, you're, you're stronger than you were before. You're doing things that you never thought you'd do before. But you're also, but more importantly, you're happy. Like, that's the more important part. You're changed, you change, and you're happy with the change. And I think that's where, we're, where it gets at with college. It's a lot of, especially during the first year, depending on your college. With first, you know, thankfully our college didn't have sororities and fraternities. So the college, you know, that depending on what the sorority fraternity is, that could affect negatively a lot of people there, during their first year. Because their, their whole goal is just to get in. You know? Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. It really is. But, like, did you... So did you notice, like, a change in yourself, Ty, from, like, year one in college to, like, year four? I would say there was a change in my uh, academics from year two and year three. Because the first two years... Uh, and the business school is less about your major and more just about more. It's really more about taking the other school's core classes, you know, the, right. English, the theology, whatever like that. I would say socially. No, I mean, you you know, by the end of our you season- are a social <laughs> butterfly. I, I'd be walking with this kid around campus and it would always just be like some random, random person. Number 45. Hey, Ty, what's up? I'm like. How do you exactly. know people? And I'd be like, do you know this person? And you're like, no, nah, I can't remember who it is. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I'm not saying it for anybody. There are just some people who I don't remember their names. And I just know so many of them. Because I knew so many people on campus. So I may not remember your names, but I remember where I met you or how I knew you. And there were some people who were like, I knew your names. Fuck, I like knew your birthday and shit like that. And so I would say, like, there wasn't a change in that. I would say I would say I knew more people, you know, towards the end of senior year than I did freshman year. But I feel like that's just as time grew and time went on. But I, I mean, similar to you, I didn't always go out to parties. And I will say I think that was more because I lived at home and not necessarily oh, I because fuck, I showed up drunk. If I showed up with alcohol, my breath, my mom beat my ass. My mom was black. So oh like, my god. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I remember I came back from a project in Tennessee. And I brought my mom a shot glass, and my mom, her first words were, I didn't know you drank. I said, Mom, <laughs> okay, but are you going to take the shot glass? So I guess, like, even that, because, like, my first alcohol, alcoholic beverage was in college. So I would say, yeah, maybe, same. But I don't think, like, I'm not an alcoholic. 
And I just I, I can hold my liquor, but I'm not an alcoholic, so I don't think right. it changes that. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a lightweight, all right. I get two beers and I'm done. So I just knew myself. I'm like, first of all, first of all, I'm not gonna get drunk at some random like pub, mm-hmm. or like a bar. That I I prefer to be in a controlled environment where I can control my drunkenness because I would be a danger to society. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm just like, ah, oh, should I really get drunk right here? Like, I don't want to do that. You know, you hear the stories. That's another thing. Like, you hear all the stories about the adventures and all these things. It's like, maybe that did. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to accuse people of lying, but, you know, people like to visit the sprinkle factory a little bit, you know, spice it up a little bit where it could have just been a little endeavor and they just make it seem like it was an entire movie when it was just like a first page. (laughs) Yeah. But I do think, because going back to your, you know, you know your limit to alcohol. You know how much it takes before you get, like, plastered or before you get, like, drunk crazy. I do feel like a lot of people, like, would go into college and not have that experience. They wouldn't know, like, I'm a lightweight or I'm a heavyweight. They wouldn't know how many beers it took them or how many alcoholic drinks it took them before they get fucked. I remember someone who I talk, who I still talk to to this day from that I met. Sophomore, she, because she was a freshman. She, she's, a year, she's a year younger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember how age wise, I guess, too. Uh, I'm not gonna say your name, of course, keep it private. But I remember she was telling me that she learned her limit because her dad and her best friend's dad took her and her best friend, put them in the basement, and just let them drink. So, like, all four of them, dad, oh, that's interesting. Best friend and her dad were all just in the room together and they just let them drink, didn't stop them. They just let them drink, she just let them drink as much as they could. And it wasn't like forcing like you need to drink. It was like you want another beer? Yeah, okay. And then they learned that like learned they won. That's how they learned before college what it's like to be drunk and to throw up and have a hangover. But they also learned their limits. And I feel like that is important, you know. And because I I do believe that regardless of who you are, you know, at some point someone's gonna have maybe maybe have their first alcoholic beverage. And personally, like, I would rather have my, my child's first drink is with me rather than, you know, at a college where they don't know their limit. And right. I get a phone call talking about uh, he's missed class for th- two weeks or, like, God forbid, he's in the hospital or here they are in the hospital. And, like, why? And it's just, like, because they had too much alcohol. They had alcoholic poisoning. So, just some shit. So. I mean, you know, it, I think it also goes back to, like, the upbringing of somebody Cause like my parents and my sisters were always very lenient with me. Mm-hmm. They were always like to me, you know, like whenever, you know, you're coming a teenager, come an adult, you know, these things will happen. Mm-hmm. Just be safe, be careful. And I think if they had taken the alternate approach, which would, which would be to be very strict and to contain me, I think then there would be more of a willingness to do those things. Cause like, I knew that I could do those things and I knew that, my parents and my siblings would be okay with it, but I was like, I don't really want to do these things. Or I was like, I was reluctant to 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 do them. And I think it's a. I think it's you know a weird ways because like I totally I I'm like most humans. I'm very comfortable with with an environment, so I get like weirded out by change, which is like everybody. But when when I did get into that different environment, I kind of realized like ah, oh, maybe this isn't what it was hyped up to be. And also, I probably already had the 
in my mind, I was already thinking, like, this is going to be, like, bad. So I probably already was like, this is probably stupid anyways. Mm-hmm. So I probably kind of, I poisoned my mind myself, which is interesting, don't you think? <laughs> and it's, it is interesting because I wouldn't, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you apply to a job and you get the job interview and your first instinct was because, you know, whatever the job may be, you're just like, I'm not qualified enough. You yeah. know? And like, and not saying like to that extreme with you and like drinking or partying, but that really does mess it up because when you negatively in- impact your mind with certain thoughts and not saying like, you know, you like to rant and like negative rant about something where it's like, you know, I hate my job. This shit's boring. Or like, I don't like working these long hours. That's different than like negatively affecting to your mind to a point where everything bothers you and you need to find like that one it's it's harder for you to find something good that comes from your day. Like for me, if I as a teacher, granted, if I did this as a teacher, I should not be a teacher anymore. Uh, but as my current job as a teacher, if I did that where I neg- negatively impacted my mind, little shit for like for example, like one of my students, which for him putting away you know something in his folder was like a big thing, or him participating in the lesson was a super big thing. And like I was happy for him, that wouldn't have happened. You know, I wouldn't be as happy, or I wouldn't have been like proud of that moment if like every day I just like negatively impacted my mind to the point where like I hate my job and like waking up from my job every day like puts pretty much puts me in a depressed state. Dude, I'm gonna be honest, man. Being negative most of the time is just a draining thing. Like if you're a negative person, just constantly being negative around people. If you're around people, you just drain them physically and emotionally. You drain yourself. It's just probably like, God, don't be negative is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> it's, not- it's hard. It's hard at times, especially. Got to lock my door just in case somebody tries to run up in here and ruin the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it's so much easier to be positive or neutral versus negative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just takes so much effort to, like, hate on somebody. Like, why are you going to do that? Like, just stop. Really. And it's not, it's not the, like saying that being pessimistic is wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. when you're, it's when you're that, when you present that aura of, and now again, not being depressed, that, that's not what we're saying. So when you're physically exer- exerting that aura of negativity for the fact that like, if someone came up to you and they said, Hey, I just got a job offer at Amazon and you go, okay. And, or you ask them. Well, what are you gonna do? Right. Like, oh my god. Then, like, I hate that. <laughs> all right. What the fuck? Like, I'm telling you because one, I wanted like, of course, one, I want to be, ha- I want you to be happy for me. I'm being a douche and I'm being proud of it. But you know, I don't expect you to look at me and go, so. Because yeah, then you'd be like, good job. Hey, awesome. So yeah, we're not saying you know being a pessimistic is not wrong because. There's the whole reason why that's, that it exists, you know, optimism versus pessimism. There's nothing wrong with being a pessimistic in, in any aspect, as long as you're not exhilarating an aura of negativity that brings down everyone else's energy. Bruh, if you if you ever been around, like, negative people, like I said before, they really just do bring the aura and the energy down. It's just horrible. It's like, stop. They're like, at least say one positive thing. Mm-hmm. And even even if you are like, like honestly, even if you like 
for instance, I like if you got a promotion and I was super jealous and angry of you, I still wouldn't negatively say something to you because that's just, like why are you gonna waste your time on that? Like you're gonna you're gonna a ruin your own mood. You're gonna ruin the other person's mood. You're gonna ruin a friend. There's so many things mm-hmm. that can go wrong with that. It's like instead of being like, oh really? Like that sucks. You just gotta be like, oh man, I'm proud of you. That's great. Just a little bit of positivity, like on God, can really it can really push you in the right direction. Yeah. And I think if we take the steps to doing that, just like I'm not saying just go do a full 180 turn if you're like a negative person, but like try just slowly chipping away at that negativity, like just a little by little until you get to that point where you're like happy because i swear dude being a negative person and like hating on people there's nothing ha- there's nothing happy about that it's just like ruins your entire mood it ruins your life dude being positive or even just like critically thinking i swear is just a good thing <laughs> it really is how did this become a therapy podcast bro <laughs> this is why the title of this podcast is talk is free because there is just we're just talking. It's free for everyone to listen to. I'm just making a bullshit words of why this podcast is called Talk is Free. We it, we took a week to find no, to figure out a name for this shit, and we this is what we ended up on. Well, we're well, not we had we listen. We had a lot of like sick names, but they were taken. We did, and then and then like my suggestion was uh, Air Dust for our podcast name. We came up with like four words. I had almonds on me. I said almonds, echo, air dust. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> oh yeah, I was <laughs> I was doing this artistic uh it was like this artistic way of thinking. I forgot what it like the actual method's called, but it's you think you think of five words that just come to your mind and through those five words you slowly branch out into different ideas. This man, Chris, <laughs> was just in his house talking about sweet tea, uh duster. Uh, Arizona. I was like, nigga, <laughs> you just saying words that you looking at. I was like, damn. But yeah, we threw. I did a little small poll of just like five to six people that like just immediately like texted who like knew that we were doing this in the first place. Uh, and I was just like, hey, what? These are like the names that we had. One of one of my favorite names was Lost in Conversation, but that it was, was taken. taken. And I had like 99 episodes. Oh, like, oh, yeah. We should listen to their podcast and give them a good review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lost in Conversation. Uh, look Can at we one. borrow your name? <laughs> Can I buy the rights to your name? I have $1. Oh, uh, my God. Imagine. Uh, but you know what? This is the beauty of a podcast. You can just like, you can just talk about anything, which is like very nice. Well, that's and a, um, that's the beauty of a podcast not being to- a topic based podcast. You know, like we started, we it's ironic. We started this entire podcast on politics. You know, I know, right? One of my friends uh, listened. One of my friends and coworkers who listened to podcasts. She was like, "I only listen to true crime podcasts or crime podcasts and po- political podcasts." Fucking, we started on politics, and then we went over to why, I, like, why not being negative is a like why people shouldn't be negative, like. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna keep going down an interesting path now, <laughs> and like- dude. Yeah, man. Oh, man. I was gonna ask you, bro. So, I want to transition into a thing I like, which is video games. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you, bro. So, Segways. so, so, 
are you gonna get a PS5 or an Xbox if you're able to? And I'm gonna talk about that too. Um, it was ironically I was talking to my cousin. Mm-hmm. Friday, right? Friday, Friday was my. It was either Friday or Thursday. I was talking to my mm-hmm. cousin, and he did a pre-order as well. He's getting the PS. Right. Try to camp out actually for the PS5. Oh my god, bro! It's I don't know, cause I like I always liked both systems. The only reason why I I actually my very first system was Nintendo, which is ironic. Then I had when I moved to New York and I was like with my cousins. Then they introduced me to the Xbox, the original Xbox with Fable. The OG. Oh, oh. Halo Two Fable. Then one one of my cousins got the 360. Mm-hmm. He went from the 360 to PlayStation. The right. only reason I stuck with the PlayStation was one 360 had the Ring of Death. wasn't a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> exclusives such as Uncharted, The Last of Us, uh, Jack and Death. Here's a I'm a I'm like chapter three. I don't really story, so it really. I just. I mean. I. I really don't know. Bruh. I did not hear anything you said. I think your mic just like kept cutting out, bro. I don't know what the hell just happened. Are you serious right now? On oh, God, I have no clue what you just said. Did it cut out or was it? It like it's going in and out. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just like me or I don't know if it's like I don't know. Like say a couple of things before we keep going. Uh, what the fuck is going on with my microphone? Okay, see now it's good. I don't know what the hell it was. That was weird. You should have stopped me a long time ago. I mean, I can't. I couldn't do that. You were going on beautifully. Right. I was. I was trying to read lips. <laughs> yeah, guess what? Our podcast can't read lips. I know. I don't know. It's like, it's it's cutting out in and out sometimes, but I think that's just normal. So I don't know. It, I wonder if it's the platform that we're using so that we could record in the first place. Or uh, you're good. Let's increase the sensitivity on my microphone. Try it, yeah. See, like, there, just now, you cut out a little bit, and then it went back, so I don't know what the hell. Huh. Is it your mic, maybe? No, it can't be, right? Your mic. I don't know. I mean, let's keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll stop you if you keep, like, cutting out for longer than, like, two seconds. Do that you want to... Slowly bring my mic closer. <laughs> <laughs> slowly. Do you, you want to go back to what you were saying about, like, your console experience? Or yes. do you want me to... Okay, go. Uh, what was the last thing you heard? Just in case the listeners also. I heard about the 360 Ring of Death, and then I heard something about Fable 3, maybe, but I'm not sure okay. if you said so, anything about that. No, Fable 3, I don't even think Fable 3 is a thing. But, so. It is, it's just bad. Oh, great thing. No something I never played it. Yeah. Uh, okay. so, so it was 360 versus PlayStation. 360 had the mm-hmm. Ring of Death. PlayStation mm-hmm. had all the exclusiveness, such as Jack and Dexter, Uncharted. Uh, what was the other one? The Last of Us. That's what right. pushed me more towards PlayStation. Now, though, because one, because Microsoft now owns Bethesda. Uh, so games like Skyrim 
are now only Microsoft or will eventually be Microsoft. Or let me actually say Elder Scrolls is the official title of the series. But I don't really care for exclusiveness as much. I mean, right. because I mean, you all, you have Spider Man, but I never played the first Spider Man game because my PlayStation is in New York. So it's really more about what can I get and at what price. Yeah. Oh, this so Game Pass is just fuck fifteen dollars a month. You're getting gold. True. I'm not trying to be listen. But I'm at, the thing with Game Pass is that I can get Game Pass on my computer. So then that I'm saying. also yeah, pushes so like, me you, more to get PlayStation. Right. I need, yeah. I can get Game Pass. Yeah, dude, bro. Listen, I'll tell you my story about, like, my console experience. So, growing up, we never really had a console because, like, my sisters ever really... I'm the youngest of of five, four older sisters. My sisters never really liked console gaming. It was, like, never really a thought. We also didn't have, like, that much money growing up. Like, we were okay, but it wasn't like we were rich to be trying, like, N64 and all that stuff, so... We really mostly play computer games. And then in middle school, one of my friends just told me about Halo because he had an Xbox. And all he did was rave and rave and rave and rave for like two years about Halo and Xbox and how I have to get this console. So in 2005, I like begged, I begged for an Xbox. And this was like, this was around the time the 360 was coming out. So they were given, so the OG Xbox, which I still have in my garage with the, with the controller sick. That's the only console I will ever probably keep. But anyways, I still have that console, but my sister finally bought it for me for like 100 bucks at Walmart because she was in college at the time. There was one year there. And they gave us two of them, which was sick. But, of course, they they were they were responsible adults, and they were like, hell no, we ain't buying you Halo. So, so I have an entire story. I'm going to go on it. Also, I made a video about this on YouTube. If you want to do it, people, East Coast Gamer... I have the crying Michael Jordan meme on the Knicks logo because I'm a Knicks fan. Watch the video, but I will say the story as fast as I can. So, like, growing up in New York, because I'm in New York, you don't you really, especially from the the borough we're in, is quite a unique upbringing because um, we're not in the suburbs where you can, like, go out to, like, the parks. And you, we don't do the original family thing, all right? We're... Yeah. New York is very suburban. There's buildings. So you have to find creative ways to have fun as a kid. And one of the creative ways to have fun was hanging out on the block because my friend dad owned the subway. And so, you know, they had bikes. We'd ride around the block just fucking around. And we'd go into the stores because everybody knew us. It was like, you know, Batman and Robin hanging out, hanging out on the block. <laughs> and, and next to the subway was a nail salon. And the dude at the nail salon had a PlayStation 2 in his in in the salon. It was it was his fiance's salon, but he had the PS2 there. So we would be playing all day, bro. And I told him about like my desire to want to play Xbox and want to play Halo. So he literally let me borrow like five games. He only borrowed Raw 2, which was sick. Absolutely sick of a game. Let me borrow Halo 1. Let me borrow Halo 2. He had the legendary edition. Oh. Let me borrow Amp, which was a snowboarding game, which was fun as shit. And I don't remember the other one, but he literally let me borrow that shit for like a year and a half. And it was like, it was like the awakening. And like my first three games, which I still have all three of them, is Battle for Bikini Bottom, which was just, bro, such an underrated. Oh my God. It's such an underrated underrated game. It's a good ass fucking game. 
I have Fairly Odd Parents Breaking the Rules, another fucking Love amazing game. game. Yes. And then I have Drag Racing 04, which is like, okay, but there's just one car that my sister would kick my ass in called Fuely, bro. It, dude, the, it, like, think of it as like the Batmobile versus just generic car. Like, she just <laughs> toasted me every time. I'm like, you're fucking cheating, bro. <laughs> but, anyways, so the main point of that whole thing is like i've always been like an xbox gamer and not to say i've shit on playstation because i had friends who had ps2s they had ps3s i played them mm-hmm. amazing we bought a wii when it came out amazing but like for me i've always been like diehard xbox like i got the original xbox got the 360 mm-hmm. got the one i pre-ordered the series x even though i have no clue when it's coming <laughs> so like for me for me it's always been halo it's always been xbox um, but like to kind of get back to like what my point is, like, bro, it's crazy the demand for these new consoles because within the first minutes of PlayStation announcing the pre-order, they sold out everywhere. Try go, you, and I saw this shit. I was shocked at how fast it was. Walmart sold out, Target sold out, Amazon sold out, Best Buy sold out, bro. And the thing is, like. PlayStation, they had a press conference the day of, and people were waiting for, like, the announced release date because they were like, oh, I'm going to get ready, I'm going to get ready. Most people thought that it was going to be the next day. What PlayStation did was, right after the announcement, they posted, like, a tweet saying, oh, pre-orders are available now. And people lost their fucking minds, bro. They were going, <laughs> that shit on the websites. Um, So, like, they got flagged for that because, like, you know, how are you going to just, like, not tell people when you're... How are you not going to tell people in advance once pre-order? Now, the trade-off to that, people were saying, was like, oh, well, the thing is, scalpers didn't get a chance to take the consoles, which is another crazy thing, bro. You know about this, right? Like, oh. the scalper shit? You talking about the bots? Yeah, basically, like, what people were doing was... They were, like, setting up bots to these websites, mm-hmm. and these bots were just buying up these consoles. And I what they did think- was... No, not to cut you off, but yeah, I know what you're saying. They they use bots to buy all the consoles as much as they can, and they, they resell them when they can. Like, like quadruple the price, the price. And people yeah. are buying them on eBay. Like, why? And I, I do think that even... And the reason why I don't agree with Sony releasing the way they did for pre-orders was because it doesn't take that long to make a bot. And the reason why I say that is because people already have bots for sneakers. For yeah. Any- so, and I don't know, and I don't know the, the fucking in and outs of, like, these bot programs, and I don't know if you can transfer the bots that you're using for sneakers to help you get places or whatnot, but I feel like it probably didn't take them that long, especially know, if bro. you are, if you're on Twitter and you, like, get notifications for every single tweet that Sony releases or Microsoft releases, and you have bots, you de- they, there are definitely people who bought a lot of consoles using bots, and I think that's where, like, that demand supply and demand aspect of i think the demand is higher because a lot of people are using bots to then resell them yeah is what fucks up but like the thing is with microsoft they had like an announced date so people knew when they could set up their bots whereas like playstation people were like well they just announced it so they had to kind of struggle to get it but they were still like they're all sold out bro like go on right now first of all my experience trying to get one Series X was horrible, bro. So hilarious. <laughs> I, was, I was on... The, so, a day before, I set up my credit card information for Microsoft. Like, the Microsoft store. I was like, I got this shit. 
did a test roll with my friend. I was like, yo, let's see if we can do this fast. Maybe I'm like, all right, sweet. I was like, let me get ready for this. I'm going to get this shit. I was watching videos about people saying, like, be careful. These bots is going to fuck up. All these things. I was like, mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Bruh, the minute that shit opened up my fucking... <laughs> when I tell you my, like, my screen, like, froze for a second. I was like, oh, shit. I went to, like, every website possible, and they were all sold out. I got one on Amazon, but I have no clue how the hell I did it. It was fucking crazy, bro. It was absolutely insane. And literally a couple of days after, they sent me a notification saying, like, hey, uh, we know you pre-ordered your Xbox, but you might not get it on time. And they still haven't, like, announced... They still haven't sent me an email when it's going to come. So I'm like, is it going to come in, like, a month? Is it going to come in a week? Is it going to come two weeks late? Is it going to come a year late? (laughs) I don't know. And, Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, the last thing I'll save is, like, if you haven't pre-ordered it, I feel like people are not going to get these consoles because they're just sold out because the demand is just crazy. They, they don't have enough. They, they don't will have get enough them. for everybody. They will get them eventually. Well, like, are you going to like, are people going to be willing to wait a couple of months? Like, they might have to wait till 2021 to get their new consoles. I don't know how. I mean, the only thing I'll say is, like, there's not really a lot of exclusive games out for both. It's kind of just like a, like a knee-jerk reaction thing where people are just mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to get the new console because... These consoles right now are more for, like, a year or two down the line. Of course. Because there's not really, like, new games out where I'd be like, ooh. Like, the reason I'm getting it is just because, like, this is the first time I've actually had any kind of money to, like, purchase one. So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I want to get it the first day. Like, I want to do that shit. Now wait a couple of years. No, and I think... I mean, it really depends on the person. Like, for me, I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem waiting until 2021 to get a console. And again, like you said, because there's no, there's no games out there. I mean... The games that are currently out there that are going to come out for those consoles are already out for, you know, the Series X and PlayStation 4. So, right. and they're just going to be either redesigned with maybe better graphics, but, like, none of the gameplay may change. And Yeah, dude. Especially, like, if you try to buy a sports title, I never buy a next-gen year of sports title because it's literally, like, beta. It's basically a beta cop release. You should never buy a 2K, never buy a Madden that's next-gen, year one, because that, that game is always garbage. Oh, yeah. And and they don't do, again, they don't do anything different to it besides update graphics from the previous generation. I do, so I really don't care, and from my, I, from my knowledge, there are places that, like, GameStop, Best Buy, Target, that are probably going to have consoles in stock to sell day of. Like, they usually do. Just the question is, how many will they do? Because those same companies also are also going to keep some... So, like, let's say Sony ships off 100 to Target, to one specific mm-hmm. Target location. They right. may also say 75... They may sell 75 of them on the spot. They'll keep the other 25 because if shit goes wrong with the 75 that they sold, they right. need to be able to re... You know, give it... You know, redo your warranty. They need to use your warranty to re-give you a new system. Right. So, But again, the thing is, like, the thing is, though... If you're in a small city, mm-hmm. I feel like you're not gonna get it. Oh yeah, like, like we're like, I'm in New York, okay, so I and I'm in Texas, so it's fine. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like we're in big, we're in big states, so I'm thinking like, I mean, bro, they're gotta have the consoles. But like, if you're in like Arkansas or Mississippi or some random, some random place in Europe, are you really gonna get a chance to get it? I mean, this <sighs> dude, I saw this dude. <laughs> You got an email from GameStop in Ireland. They're like, yeah, we canceled your pre-order. You're not going to get a console until 2021. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I, it, it all depends on, you know, 
it's the circumstances. I don't, and I'm not saying COVID is the reason why, but COVID was the reason why a lot of people didn't get a switch for six months. There's a reason I didn't get my switch for six months because of COVID. You know, and I luckily got my switch because it was in a random ass Walmart that I was with a friend who was going to go get a printer. She was going to go get a printer, and I just happened to go along with them, and they oh had a switch. My. Were you trying to buy one online for like a minute? Oh yeah, I was, but I was only trying to buy legit ones, so I wasn't trying to go on like eBay. You know, I was trying to get out oh, of right, legit right, right. price. I wasn't right. trying to get it for you know tr- triple the price. So I got to the point where I was just like, fuck it. And I know why, like, it's the whole COVID situation and, you know, trying to stop the spread, trying to stop certain packages from going from one country to another, whatever. I'll wait. And then just ran in a random ass Walmart. And I was, they had a switch. Crazy, and I was like, dude. fuck it, I'll buy it. And that's like, it's probably going to be the same thing with when the PlayStation comes out. It's going to be a random ass oh, yeah, Target. Sure. And that's when I'll probably get it. I'm not going to worry about it. And so I also have a gaming computer. So it's really. Again, like not as much of a need for it because again we have the Game Pass, which I still haven't bought yet. But I have Steam, and you know you have other games that are online that are either free or whatever. So it's less of a need and more just like I do want it, and I'm and I will want one of them. But when they have, you know, games that clearly can't run on you know older consoles, right? Yeah, man, and like. The problem with getting a console now, too, is, like, now I'm thinking about getting a new TV because I've had my TV for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, i got to play 4K, though. <laughs> it's mean, just, like, it adds up to it. <laughs> it does. I would just do the math on that, just which is cheaper, 4K monitor or 4K TV. I don't really like playing. I, I have a pretty decent monitor right now, though. Uh, but I also have a cable box in my room, so, you know, I'd want to watch TV and, like, the smart TV, all that shit. It's been time, bro, for an upgrade. Oh, so you, don't, really even, so you don't have a smart TV. Yeah, dude. I've had this TV since okay. 2011. You, were, you know what's crazy? Uh, you know what's crazy? The mm. day I got this TV was the day that Alabama beat Florida and Tim Tebow. <laughs> That's how long. That is how long it's been. Which is crazy. But, That's crazy. That's the last time I actually cared about Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, but like in other like gaming news, as you know, I'm like a huge Halo mm-hmm. fanboy. Did you hear about the news in Halo? Like, no. did you hear any kind of news? All right, I'll kind of break it down fast. So, um, obviously, they released gameplay on the new Halo Infinite in July, and it was mediocre at best, as my boy Richard Sherman said. It was bad. The graphics were really bad, and, you know, Microsoft said, like, all right, it, don't worry about it. It's going to be nice. So then, like, a month later, they, they announced that they delayed Halo Infinite, which is crazy. So they delayed it, and... You know, they were supposed to come out with the Series X, which is why a lot of the marketing, the advertising, if you see on Mountain Dew, you see on, like, Oreo cookies. Exactly. This was a really important game for the the sales for the Series X. Mm -hmm. Um, But they delayed it. And then, a couple of days ago, 343 announced... 343 is a company that makes it now. Mm -hmm. Um... They were like, oh, so we've done away with the primary colors and the secondary colors. You know how, like, in every Halo, you could, like, change your Spartan oh, colors yeah, and all that shit? Mm-hmm. Now they're like, oh, actually, now they're, um, what the hell is the word? They're like, they're like shaders in Destiny. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, you can still get an armor that's, like, red with, like, a secondary of white, but it comes out in, like, a pack or something. You know what I mean? Like microtransactions. So people were pissed about that. Because because like people were saying, like, bro, 
I've had every Halo since Halo 1, and I've always made my Spartan white armor, blue secondary. Mm -hmm. Now people can't do that anymore. And so now they're saying, okay, wait a minute. So I have to pay for colors. Which And also they said, like, oh, you know, we're going to change the armor, all that shit. You know that you're going to have to pay for the armors. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pay for the visors. You're going to have to pay for all that shit. It's like, really, bro? Like, we're really going down this path? And then literally the next day, the head... The head, the dude who is like, I forgot what the fuck the title is. I like the dude who is in charge of making Halo Infinite resigns basically. So it's like, okay, so either the game is either the game is finished, or there's a lot of shit going on at three four three that this game is going to be fucked up, and the Halo community is very concerned. And like, as a Halo fan, I can be honest. Like, Halo 4 was okay. Halo 5 sucked. Mm -hmm. Halo is not the franchise it was. Like, the but original it's... trilogy of Halo was, like, revolutionary at the time. You know what I mean? Like, people yes. love that shit. But I do want to point out two things about that. Mm -hmm. One, not the same company as the first three. Exactly. Two, it, Halo should have ended on three. That's Maybe ODST. Maybe add ODST because that's a whole uh, and you 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 know this more than I do. But was it ODST during two and ended before three ended? Yeah, it was the tr yeah it was the yeah. middle of two to three. Yeah, so that spinoff is fine. Everything after that kind of a problem. And him resigning, I think, is showing that there is a bad. I don't think Halo's finished. I think it's a bad omen uh, to the potential potentiality of Halo just bombing because micro I mean, microtransactions. Microtransactions. Yeah, man, you can't. It's, it's just, just crazy. Like, how are you going to put that in a Halo game? But, you know, and who knows, man? We really don't know. Oh, I've seen reports now that, like, shit has been over exaggerated. Let's be honest, though, Ty. Like, this game is extremely important for Xbox. It's like, important for it's, the sales. Yes, it's important for the sales. It's like, it's like, you know, I've seen people say, like, um, it's as important as Halo 1 was to the original Xbox. In a way that's like I wouldn't say you know what like Microsoft Xbox is an established brand. I don't think it's gonna die. And mm -hmm. I don't think Halo's gonna die because Halo Five sold five hundred and fifty million copies and that game sucked. Yeah. So people are still gonna buy Halo. Um, but and Microsoft is Microsoft, Phil Spencer, all those dudes, they're gonna put all the money, all the investment, all the resources into making sure this game is good. Mm -hmm. And I have faith. But it's just a little concerning that you know, like uh, uh, like in a like an old school franchise like Halo could even go down this path of microtransactions and fucking up. It just shows you that it doesn't matter what company you are. It no, doesn't matter how great you are. You can go down the wrong path and get fucked up. <laughs> Every and it's it's more the path of just going down microtransactions or things or things similar to that. Two K in their new oh in Two K twenty one, they have unskippable ads in Two K. What it like? Ooh. You're already paid, and they might you already paid sixty dollars for a game. Seventy like, for the next gen. Seventy for next gen, but I'm, but currently sixty dollars for current gen. And you in your game you have unskippable ads. That's like if you're buying, if you go and buy a, now I don't want to say Hulu paper premium, game, right? but yeah, you go and buy Hulu Premium or you and you know in your Hulu Premium just a random skippable ad in between shows, and you're just like this is not part of the service that i'm paying for so i even those things it's like what why do they still believe and i mean they still 
And the, the issue with 2K, but before I get that, why do companies still believe that they can squeeze up, out as much money as possible? But at the same time, there are people who will sit there and still do it. You know, there are people who will still pay for these shaders in Halo or shaders in Destiny or pay for the microtransactions. But 2K, the issue with 2K, they received so much backlash was, is that they didn't, it wasn't like they announced this 2K was going to be included with it. It's not like first day 2K had unscoopable ads. They implemented this in an update. Oh, oh my god, bro. bro. You talk about companies that have like the EA and <laughs> there it is. At, boy. <laughs> it is. I used to love I, like I can't I can't explain to you the love I used to have for 2K and Madden. And now they're literally just the most garbage trash shit ever. And the thing is, those games and those things like the my team, the the oh, the ultimate patch, oh yeah, spent 20 bucks to make your team. That doesn't appeal to me. I'm more of a franchise my player kind of guy. Like I like building teams. I like I like I like doing like Sims in like 2028, 20, where like it's a bunch of random dudes who are not like real life players. I'm like I like building teams like that, winning Super Bowls, winning championships. So the whole but even like in my player, like you have to buy like sneakers and they're five thousand BC. Bro, you can't even get five thousand BC after one game. It takes like three games to play. And it's like and the crazy thing is, they're making a, a sorry to curse here. They're making a shit ton of money off of this, right? But imagine if they actually made a the best quality kind of game, cut down the cut down the VC slightly. Like you actually got decent amounts of VC, decent amounts of stuff. They weren't killing you with the microtransactions. They make even more money. They would make more money. See, and the thing is, like. And the same thing with Madden. It goes back to not having competition. Because yeah. Madden and NFL, oh, we got the exclusive rights. EA has the exclusive rights to make the, the all the NFL properties. That's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Why not? If you're the NFL, why would you say, like, let's have only one company make a Madden game? Because if you have one company make an NFL game, another company make an NFL game, and they're both competing to make the best quality product, you're getting 500 million sales on this one, 500 million sales on that one. Instead of just 300 million in one plus the microtransactions that won't make up the profits. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It pisses me off. What the why. fuck has happened to sports? I games. can tell you why. I can tell you why. Because, and it, it, again, it goes back. It, it's about contract and business. Yes, it's on paper, it sounds smarter when you have one company make giving you 500 million, another company giving you 500 million. But, and this is the whole legal part behind it. EA stated, EA pretty much went to NFL and was like, if we're not the exclusive right holders, we're no longer making games. So if EA I'd said I'd be like, that, okay, fuck you. Yes. But then get, but then how many people are now making games solely for the NFL? Just, it's still going to be the one. It's just going to be NFL 2K. You know see what I'm saying? So they, NFL's mindset at that point, the business end was, which one is more successful? Which one is going to have a longer, uh, legit, longer, life and it was they chose ea partly because and i'm assuming partly because either ea gave them a better deal or because ea already was doing ncaa before the whole lawsuits came out and if they they just and eat fucking that's when i loved ea because their ncaa games were amazing so fun dude they're so fun but the problem is the problem is it's and it even goes back to the people who are buying these games you're buying them then you're working out the microtransactions, so then why are you going to complain about it? Like, every new Madden has a has a one-star rating, 0.5-star rating, 
see all the reviews, this game sucks, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking buy the game because then you're feeding into the beast. Yeah. Don't do that. That's why I haven't bought a 2K. Well, I bought 19, so I can't say. But before that, I hadn't bought one since 15. And even 19 I bought on sale. I didn't even buy it at the full price. I was like, fuck that shit. Exactly. And that's what really matters. I mean, if you are going to buy the, you know, you're going to buy the game just if, and you know that there are issues with it. But buying it on sale is different than spending that like $60, Like I bought 2K and I bought Madden both for like 5 to $10 so they were both on sale. And I don't, I don't fucking care about buying 2K21. Like, one, I don't like... It's just not appealing to me. There's issues with the game internally, and I, that's a whole other problem. So I don't necessarily believe that there is a reasoning for it. And at the end of the day, it's all about... It's just competition. NBA Live just stopped competing at one point. I don't even know what happened. They, they stopped selling games. That's what happened. They took a year off from selling video games, and then it just shut them down. And then because EA is the sole proprietor of the NFL, no one's going to, no one can compete with them, you know? I mean, people can, but there is that aspect of, you know, being able to use Troy Palomalu, being able to use Aaron Rodgers, being able to use Patrick Mahomes, like that just little aspect of it, being able to like, be like, that is Patrick Mahomes, that these are his like actual ratings and things like that. It, it definitely takes people and they're just like, yeah, I want to, I want to play this game. I want this game. But it's literally here's the thing though. I would justify you spending sixty dollars every year to buy a new Madden if they changed it up a little bit. Oh, the yeah. thing is, the thing is, like last year, their their new their new thing was the Pro Bowl. Their new thing was um like player abilities, bro. That was in Madden 09 mm-hmm. on the Nintendo Wii. I had that in Madden 09, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're not adding new things. They're just Recycling the bullshit. Yeah. First of all, if you went to a practice on Madden 21, this is how you know they don't care. This is how you know EA is a piece of trash company. If you go into the practice, the the background, the background ads and all that bullshit also has Madden there. It had Madden 20 on it instead of 21. <laughs> like, come on, man. It, it, it and it's not it's not even it's not even that. It's like hard to make a new game. EA has all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you can't fork out an amazing game every year where people want to buy it more often? It's just crazy. And don't even get me started on the FIFA franchise. Oh my god, you thought Madden was bad, bro? They they kill people with that freaking microtransactions on it. Oh and, yeah. And uh, it's just crazy to me how like back in the day, go to any PS2 game or Xbox fighting game right there used to be a cheat codes where you can unlock characters mm-hmm. now you have to pay for new characters mm-hmm. like that's how that's how insane this microtransaction is and i thought that maybe it was dying down a little bit because some new some new stuff some new games were like coming out they didn't have that many microtransactions they were limited i was mm-hmm. like okay like master chief collection right they don't have microtransactions in it but if you want to lock armor, you just have to play it. And it's mm-hmm. really easy to unlock it. So I was like, this is fun. This is great. It's a good way to incorporate it. But I guess not. I guess the, the bottom line for these companies and these corporations is to make more money, which is bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, it really is. It's about making more, as much money as possible through one single outlet. And I don't know if microtransactions will die out. I think some games, some games should be. I'm not saying microtransactions is wrong. 
What I'm saying is the overuse of microtransactions is wrong. For example, in FIFA, Madden 2K, games where you can, it's pretty much Ultimate Team, where you build your own you know, roster you can, and you can buy packs to have players, I don't think that's wrong. But when you have a game like Star Wars Battlefront, and you can skip the progressive level by just paying your entire way, pretty much pay to win, I think is wrong. Yeah, oh, definitely. But here's the thing with Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, you could play to unlock characters, but if you wanted to play Darth Vader, you would have had to play the equivalent of like 60 hours. Exactly. And here's the thing. People have jobs. People mm-hmm. have lives. People have kids. People have other things they can do. It's not just about playing Xbox. It's not just about PlayStation. Which is why the backlash from the Star Wars community was fucking insane and good for you. They actually show you the blueprint on how to make a change happen. And Star Wars turned out to be a really fun-ass... It was fun. I played it a lot. It was amazing. But I can't imagine having to play it with with trying to unlock Vader for playing 60 hours. That would have been the biggest grind in the world. And that's what, what, like, the, the motto, the MO, the the format to make a new game is like you build the game you make a $60 game $30 right you you make it as if it's a $30 game and you add the other $30 through DLC through all this other bullshit and you make it extremely hard and tedious to get the stuff you want so that mm-hmm. people just say fuck it I'm just gonna pay for it I mean look at GTA GTA is a perfect example of that Grand Theft Auto has not released anything new in the last four years in GTA V. It's literally a, a well, carbon copy, cut and copy. New car, new clothes, new car, new clothes. This is boring. The missions are hard. They're annoying. So then my, you just say, I'm going to fork up the money and just call it a day. My thing with GTA is it's less about the fact that they haven't you know, sh- sh- done new shit since Lord knows when. My issue with GTA is... It's the same game that they keep putting for console to console to console. Yeah, man. You know, we're up to G. We're up to the GTA third originally generation. came out in 2013. 2013 with PS3 and then 360. It's now coming out for Xbox uh, S or X, whatever it's called, and PlayStation Five. That's my issue. It's how fucking far that game has come along with nothing changing. And it remind and going back to your Star Wars thing. Uh, that's when one of the things where, like, community bullying, quote-unquote, showed. Because, yes, they changed Star Wars from and they took away the microtransactions. They did the same thing with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Do you remember when that first trailer dropped with Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog? I remember, I remember people were roasting it hardcore. Had it, and they, they said, okay, we'll fix it. And they did, and everyone loved it. And that's one of those examples, you know, EA with Battlefront, whoever did Sonic the Hedgehog, with them, listening to what people actually wanted. I don't know if Sonic Hedgehog was a good movie. I never saw it. But they listened to their audience. And I think that's like the the that's what really needs to happen is when you're a gaming company or when you're someone who's producing, you know, from a mass audience that has like an incredible following such as Halo, Sonic the Hedgehog, video game, excuse me, video games, sports, whatever. Being able to listen to those people that you're providing the services to, the ones that are paying you, because you may think you may think you know doing the whole thirty thirty dollar game and then thirty dollar DLC format may be right, 
But that's not what if that's not what the masses wanted, then you may have wasted an incredible creative idea on a worthless piece of project. They do it with movies all the time, where there's just incredible ideas with movies that just flop because the movie was just in the wrong direction, the acting was terrible, things like that. And I don't know. It's you just have to sometimes you just you do have to listen to your audience. You have to listen to who you're anchoring to. Yeah, man, but that's just good business sense. Like, why would you make a product that people would hate? Why the fuck would I buy it then? You know, why would... Like, imagine if Apple made you pay 50 cents for every app you put on your phone or made you pay for every picture to keep it on your phone. You think, you think people would buy an iPhone for that? They'd be like, what the fuck is this garbage? And I, just don't, I just don't understand... I. And this is probably nostalgia talking to me right now, but I miss the days where you can just play, put, put the fucking game in the console, just play, have fun. Like, why is it like pay to play? Like, it's so annoying because a lot of game. I don't even touch. I have so many titles I can choose to just play. I don't because it's just not worth it to grind on it because it's really grind. And uh, you know, one, maybe one day we'll go back to the to those days where. We can just put a game in and we can just play and we don't have to worry about things like microtransactions. We don't have to worry about glitchy gameplay. I mean, fucking, I, I thought the Marvel's Avengers game was going to be great. And it flopped. It was, it actually, it actually was, it wasn't worth the $60. It wasn't worth the wait. And it makes me afraid, like Cyberpunk. Guess what? Cyberpunk just got delayed again. Two days ago. Yeah, I saw, I heard. Yeah. At that point, it's, and even in the, they got Keanu Reeves back in the game up, but at that point, it's like, is this game going to be worth it? Because, and this is what they don't, and I guess this is what people people really not understand. The more you delay something, the more hype and the more like anticipation is going to get. Where right. point it comes out, is people are going to be like, this is really what I waited three and a half years for for this piece of shit. Right, but the thing, the this is what I read at least for Cyberpunk. The reason they delayed it is because they had to test nine different versions of it they had to test the switch version the xbox one version the ps4 version the ps5 version the ps5 slim version the series x version the series like all these other things so which if that's the case that makes sense but then the question again but the question is but it better be a good game though because you're delaying it all the time if it was their first delay no one would care this is like this it feels like 16th delay and so that's why, like, this game should was supposed to come out this year, right? Oh, it could still, it's gonna, it might come out in December. I'm not against delays. Listen, if your product is not finished, you don't want to release it half assed and it'd be broken. Because, uh, the Master Chief Collection came out, it was a disaster. Like, we're talking about people couldn't get online, the games mm-hmm. were broken, it was horrible, and it pushed a lot of people away. If you go play MCC now, they fixed it, it took them five years to fix it. Yeah. But it's not the same nostalgia and community that it could have been. I think they could have been netting 200k people still playing Halo. Now it's probably, I don't know how many, it's probably less than like 50,000. Yeah. It's not the same, you know? But I will say, but there's also a difference between delaying on a game because it's not finished and delaying something because you took, you know, if you're, t- if you're a window to do anything, you know, if, if for us making this podcast, you know, if I, and I didn't do it as spontaneous as I did, if I, like, 
sat down, I, you know, I hit you up and I was like, Hey, within a month, I want us to have a podcast ready to go. We have advertising, blah, blah, blah. And then two days before we're supposed to record or release or two days before we're supposed to release the first pot, the first episode. And I hit you and, you know, and I go, yeah. So these past 28 days, I haven't been doing shit for the podcast and I have no idea what we're doing. That's like, that's the issue. If if you spend more time, you know, not actually doing anything towards the game, then right. then you know, not just you're working on it, working on it, working on it, you realize fuck, this is actually longer than we expected. That's different. But if you're not actually doing anything for five months straight and your game's supposed to come out in three and you're just like, Oh, we could just say we're gonna delay it. Like that's when I hate delays. Not saying that Cyberpunk did that, but there are instances where games have done that because they're like, Yeah, uh, like you, you find you go on an interview with like a top creative di- director, and they're like, "Yeah, for five months we didn't know what we were doing," and you're just like, "Excuse me, yeah, this is your one job. Yeah, yes. like, this is your one job is to create things." And you're telling me for five months straight, especially when it's based upon sequels. That's like, and Cyberpunk apparently. I learned I learned this recently. Cyberpunk is based upon like there's other Cyberpunk games apparently. This isn't like the first game. Really? I, apparently, I don't you can look it up. You can fact check me on that. Black but I Mule. think that this isn't the first Cyberpunk game. Cyberpunk games, I'm going to say. And if that's true, that's again not saying that. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know for what console role playing game. What year was this? Introduct intro, 1988? Uh-huh. What the hell? Damn. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So if this was like their first game where like they're coming out with it, first idea, first year, first creative project, your first video game, your first movie, your first music video, that's different. But if you're coming off of like like imagine they're releasing uh a sequel to what a sequel to Spider Man. I forgot what mm-hmm. Tom Holland's movie was called. But if they're doing a Homecoming. Second, Homecoming. So if they were doing a sequel to Homecoming, and then three months in, or like, you know, six months in, they're like, you know, Tom Holland goes on an interview and says, Yeah, we haven't actually been recording any film. The director has told me he does like we don't even have a script. Are you telling me you can't come up with a plot for something that's been well established since Toby Maguire? You know, like since Toby Maguire movies? Like that's that's my case where like delaying something is just like what are you doing? Yeah, man. If you're, per- I mean, that's right. But that's why it's so important to plan things, and that's why I think like gaming companies, movies, etc. You should go in any kind of production, any kind of thing with like a like a what can go right plan and what can horribly go wrong plan, and then work from those things. You shouldn't just be like, okay, everything is going to be peachy, rosy, beautiful, frolicking the flower, super califragilistic, expialidocious. <laughs> like you gotta really, you gotta really plan for everything, and it's just disappointing as a consumer of video game media how the industry has changed so much, and and I feel like there's still a lot of phenomenal titles out there, phenomenal games, phenomenal shit. They're doing crazy shit nowadays, but there's a lot of bad, and it's mm-hmm. concerning. It's concerning because you would think with the advancement in technology, with the advancement in consoles, the advancement 
the money-making methods that there are now, that we would be in like a golden, like a golden, golden age of gaming. It's crazy. And now, granted, maybe I'm, this is just over exaggeration because I think, I think it's like where we are with Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. I don't think there's ever been a time where there's been three legit companies. It's always been maybe like two or just one. But no. I want, I want more. You know what I mean? Like I'm being selfish here. I'm saying I want more, more, more. I think I don't. I would agree with that last statement. I would say because I mean now we have three. We have Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Before there was the Atari, the Dreamcast, the Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I wouldn't necessarily say that there there isn't. I would just say more fact of like Nintendo. You would never have to worry about with microtransactions. Oh yeah, but definitely. It's it's more just what games run the market. You know, sports games run the market. You have games like Call of Duty, Halo, run the market. For Nintendo, you have Zelda, Mario, Sonic. Like, those run the market. So it really depends on what games are running the market. And because, or at least what games do you prefer to, you know? What games do right. you look at the most? That's, like, kind of gives you your vague of, like, how ideal the, the sports industry, the gaming industry is and, like, where it comes to, like, where's the good and where's the bad. Because if you're only caring about sports games... And you really look at it in a hardcore sense, and then it's all bad. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, you're right. Actually, I actually don't have a refute to that. That does make a lot of sense. <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah. Well, you know, we also have the perspective of being huge sports fans, so we like the sports titles. And I've, like I said, like my thing in 2K all the time was my career. Like I loved it. But the problem is, my career feels like. My, how much money do I have to spend to make my character good? <laughs> and or how like, to look good. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, it's called my career for a reason. I want to be playing like 15 years in the league. I don't want to be playing one year, be bored, that to play every game. Mm-hmm. But that's what they make you do. It's fucking annoying. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. And I think, because I'm looking at the time now, the last thing I want to talk about before we. Yeah, because, have... bro, what have we gone? Like an hour? Are we uh, at two an hours? Hour, hour, hour 41. This is what the recording says. Whoa. The last oh, thing I want to talk is... about is <laughs> my experience with fucking oh. Popeyes on Friday. Tell me. I was so... Okay. Okay. So, I left work. I went grocery shopping. I used to go grocery shopping on Fridays. Got my groceries, right? I hit up Popeyes because I was like, I'm going to eat Popeyes. Shouldn't First of all, I shouldn't be eating Popeyes. But I was like, fuck it. I've been eating cooked food all week. I'm just going to eat some a Popeyes sandwich, whatever. Get to Popeyes at like maybe six thirty. Order my food, uh, and this is—I don't know if this is this might just be a Texas thing with Popeyes, because and it's because they have drive-through Popeyes, like part of the Popeyes is drive-through. But because I've never experienced this in New York, I got through the drive-through, and at the after I got to the window, I paid. The two cars in front of me was still there. And it wasn't like they were still there because they didn't like want to leave to turn onto the road. They didn't get their fucking food yet. But then it gets worse because then the because the person at the window wasn't giving us our food. So some guy left the kitchen, went out through the front door, and I thought, all right, he's gonna give the first person, the first car in the line, their food. Nah, my homeboy went across, like to the next building next door. There was like four other cars parked there because they didn't get their food either. You were, so you were behind seven dudes. Apparently, yeah. So then the first car got their food. The, that was in the line. They eventually got their food. So then we all like we moved up. So now there's only one car in front of me before we have to turn to the street. 
Homeboy turns off his car, gets out his car, and walks into the store to get his food. And I was like, I'm not doing that shit. Mind you, by the time he did that, it was 7 o'clock. So then he leaves, and then I move up, so I'm now the first one before we can turn onto the road. And as we're waiting, there's cars that were in the back that didn't order yet, making U-turns leaving as other cars were coming in. And then one of the cars that came in immediately pulled in, made a U-turn, and left. So then this woman who's three cars behind me, mind you, she was kind of cute, came out of her car, walked to my car and said, can you do me a favor? I said, what's cracking? She said, can you pull into the, the lot that's next door because she's late for work? So I don't know if she even ordered her food or paid for it. But then the me and the car that was behind me had to go into the lot across from us. So she can then just, she just left. She pulled out and left. So then I'm in the other lot with this other car. I didn't get my fucking sandwich until 7.30. I was at Popeye's for an hour. You were there for ha- an hour? For a fucking sandwich, bro. I already don't hate though? it. Huh? Did it taste good Bro, for an hour wait? Hell no, that shit was good. <laughs> Fuck that. No, it was not good at all. That shit was not worth it. For an hour? No. I was so livid. Bruh. It wasn't for the fact that I bought boba tea before I went to the Popeye's. I'd have been so pissed. It was not. It wasn't. It wasn't worth the hour. It's. It's not. And this isn't. And this. This isn't the first time this has happened. Every time I. What the I've, fuck is going on? No matter where the location has been, it's always like I have to pull out of the line and wait so they can get me my food, get me my drink, whatever. Is it because there's just a lot of people there, or is it just because Texas Popeyes? Is when stupid? I pulled up, the line to get the food, like to order and to pay, there was. Two of the cars in front of me. So I didn't even know about the other four cars until the guy left Popeyes and went across the street with a bag of food. There was only two other cars in front of me but when I pulled up. And it took me an hour to get food. It's And I don't know, and I really, I can't tell you, I don't know what took them so long. I don't know if they had to refire all their chicken as if we're in a five-star restaurant. Because it really made me wait like I was in a five-star restaurant talking about I'm gonna get, you're going to get your food <laughs> with some good-ass service. Like... <laughs> and the, the worst part is is that they didn't they couldn't remember who ordered what so I oh my god dude really around to each car asking hey is this your food and i was like what is it and he was like it's an 18 piece i'm like no i ordered a sandwich <laughs> just get me my damn sandwich bro that's crazy they really did you guys dirty what the fuck bro. and it's like it's one of those things where i'm like is Popeye's really worth it? <laughs> no. I mean, that chicken sandwich is mad good, but not for an hour. You would re- you're better off just... You do have Grubhub in Texas, right? Yeah, we have we have Grubhub. We have, store. we have all that shit. Yeah. You just done that and waited an hour to get some food. Bro, it's exactly the same thing. Exactly. It's. I feel like I probably would have gone home and cooked some chicken, and it would have took less. Yes. But, I don't know. And it's, again, it's not the first time, and it really makes me think like... Do I want to go? Do I ever want to go Popeyes again? Like, do I want to be the person? Like, I'll eat Popeyes again, but do I want to be the person to sit in line? Wait, can you just go in there and order the food, or is that also long and tedious? It probably would have been the same process. Probably yeah, most likely. A long wait, I just wouldn't be in my car. Why don't you? Why don't you order it beforehand and then pick it up? Cause I don't trust them. <laughs> I just I've lost all my trust in Popeyes. <laughs> 
is really what it is. Oh, Popeyes. Looks like we're not getting uh, an a sponsorship. Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, Let's... we have to speak the truth, though. So, fuck you, Popeyes. How dare you? If it's the Popeyes in New York, we can still get sponsors. It's not the ones in Texas. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I'm... true. Yeah. Everybody... No, but then, oh, man, but then, like, people from Texas are going to want to. Uh, like they're gonna like again the the death threat list over here. <laughs> gotta, gotta add Popeyes and gotta add Texas here. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with Texas. It's just Popeyes in Texas. <laughs> I've been to. That's the thing. It's the ones that I've been to, and it's not that many, but it's just the ones I've been to. And it's like, what is the point of the wait? And the crazy part about it is, there's a KFC across me, and I'm just like, if I would have went to KFC, I would have got food. And I would have been Most hungry. likely. It can't be from the it can't be from the Popeye sandwich that people are feeding for it, right? Because that, that was like months ago that that thing was like no. So the, no, because the thing with the Popeye sandwich is that they just run out of sandwiches. That's like that was their whole issue before, was that they would have like when it was when people were feeding for oh, it. Oh, I thought you meant now. I was like, how the fuck are you running out of stuff? They would just run yeah, out of sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. So now, I remember like, someone orders, you know, especially if they're ordering from your menu and your menu says eight piece. If someone's ordering eight piece you know, sandwich with biscuits and coleslaw, whatever they want their side to be. It shouldn't take you, you know, an hour to get an eight-piece out when the only things that y'all make is fried chicken and, you know, see their very, very small menu of seafood. But if you make is fried chicken, you should have an abundance of fried fucking chicken. You know? <laughs> I can't even explain. I I can't even explain how that is even possible to be doing that shit. Like really, yeah, really did you dirty? Oh, and it's crazy because if you go on, if I go on, like if I just type in Popeyes on Maps, and it just look at all the reviews, all the Popeyes have at least two stars and lower. Like none of them have two stars and lowers. And I think it's because of that issue of everyone has waited, and it's just like no reason. And again, I don't talk shit on employees that work in fast food restaurants because if they weren't there the service that i am requesting wouldn't be provided i know that but what i'm saying is it shouldn't take you an hour when that's to to provide something like it's popeyes because all you have is fried chicken it's not like you got to cook anything yeah it's not like star like okay starbucks you could have some like it'd be taking some time too sometimes but you know they have like 25 different drinks and other orders and all that shit. Exactly. Exactly. And they have to make it so it takes some time and shit. Like Popeye's, bro, really? That shit, that shit's right in the fire. Real fried chicken, put that shit in the bread and that's it. Especially because they, it's not like they're using a fucking, like, a pot of oil. Like, they're using an actual fryer. Like, it it just doesn't take that long. I'm just, I was just eating because it took me an hour to get fucking Popeye's and I don't know why. And, it shouldn't take a normal human being an hour to get food from from no, dude. the words of the establishment is fast food. I know, dude. It's less than an hour, y'all. That's the point of it being fast. And yet it takes longer. You gotta see the lines at Wendy's in New York, dude. Holy fuck. Every that's line is just different. But that's different if because there's a lot of people ordering. Yeah, I guess. It never they never took long. They never took long. You're right. Yeah, it's just that there's a lot of people there. You're right. But when there's when I only see three cars and I'm pulling up, and you telling me three an hour later, I'm finally getting yeah. My yeah, that's dude, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> I see why you're so pissed. <laughs> like I did. As got home, it was 
7.30, or like, it was almost, it was like 7.45, and I'm just like, I was really out there for an hour just sitting in my car waiting for Popeyes. Oh, my God, bro. What and the I, hell? I don't know. And I, again, like I said, like I don't think I'm ever... I'm not going to go to Popeyes for a while, especially because like, it wasn't worth it. And yeah, it just wasn't worth it. It's not worth the wait. And give it like three to five months. Maybe. I mean, honestly, if KFC decides to bring back that donut chicken sandwich... If it's, I don't even know if it's still a thing. If they decide to bring it back, I'm more inclined to buy that than to get a crispy chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Because I know from KFC, I'm not going to have to wait. Not saying that all Popeyes are like this. Just saying <laughs> by my house is abysmal. But they're 1.5 star rating, just saying. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I think we should end the podcast on that, right? I don't think there's any more we can rant and rave about. <laughs> Thank you everyone for coming to our first episode of Talk is Free. Again, I am your host, Ty, accompanied by my co-host, Chris. And it was a pleasure. We def I I definitely enjoyed be you know starting to create a podcast and hopefully we can get more, you know, I don't know how many people are gonna listen to the first episode, but hopefully we can continue to be entertaining and provide for the mass media. So again, thank you everybody for stopping by for our first episode of Talk is Free.